I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this man. Oh, my God, no. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's gotta be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. We had fun talking with a rich fan a little bit earlier today, didn't we? Yeah, that was fun. That's always fun with him. By the time you're hearing this, I think they usually drop that show sometime in the afternoon on Saturday, is that right? Sometime on Saturday, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it's going to be on the fourteenth, Saturday the fourteenth, and we <laughs> discussed <laughs> Vince Russo's greatest hits. And I know you think that this is a well trod, and you don't want to get into it, but there's stuff that when you get into it, you realize. I think you you realize the depths of how bad it is, and then you start yeah. discussing it, and it's it's way worse. Than <laughs> it's isn't that funny? And you don't have to dig that deep. You know, you just once you get into it a little bit, you're like, yeah, oh my god, this is kind of yuck. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's like that. What was the one? I can't remember now which one it was that we were talking about. The one that got me anyway that uh, that you were reading from, and it Beaver was cleavage? like, yeah, no, I know what it was. The Dup Cup, though. The Beaver cleavage was bad, and it's yes, because I'd forgotten a lot of that stuff too. But but the Dup Cup. The, the point system thing. It's oh ridiculous. My God. It's it's like it's so stupid. How could you like okay, we're gonna do this and we're really gonna we're gonna like take this and it's like and it's I yeah. It was just incredible, man. I could not believe what I was I really could not believe it, man. Well you brought a great point with Brawl for All because the the finite detail of Brawl for All is not like that awful if you explain it particularly to an outsider, but it goes against all the conventions of making money in professional wrestling and yes. working the you know the outcome and all of that shit. It's it, and, and the the damage that it did to people's careers. <laughs> see, that's the thing when see when I first heard that on on Pritchard's thing uh, podcast a couple of years whenever it was ago, right? And, and I, I was like, yeah, I got almost forgotten about the brawl for all. I mean, I remember it. I remembered it and everything, but I, I didn't remember details on it. You know, I, I, I didn't, I definitely didn't know all about the people getting hurt like that. So that's what made me kind of delve into it. Cause I'm like, you know, I wonder if Russo has something to do with that. Cause I was about his time and stuff, but I, I, I was never real sure about that, but I, yeah, it was, it was another one. You dig into it a little bit and you're like, damn, it's, it's really I think Cornette said afterwards, like backstage, well, I hope you're happy. That was a $20 million punch right there. No shit. <laughs> the, if you want to, man, when, you, when we started doing all those, it's kind of like hard to start ranking them. And I think that was Bruce's objection was it's all like one seamless pile of shit. But you can kind of separate it out. And once you got into the beaver cleavage thing, that was pretty terrible. Choppy choppy pee pee is always going to be. That's like, up there, dude. It, it's got to be. But oh, the beaver cleavage thing, and then breaking out of it, and then having the character do a shoot thing to dis. I mean, it was. Oh, I don't. Oh man. Yeah, God. Was it that character that they wanted to do? 
with the um, with Dustin Rhodes in WCW. Wasn't that also oh uh, seven uh, or something in WCW seven with the S E seven E N and. He kind of went into the black rain thing after that because it's something about he didn't want to do it at the last second or something. It was creepy to the kids or something. I don't know, man. But, yeah, I remember that. I don't know what year that was, but it was whenever, I guess, Russo was there, obviously. I got to see that. Cause I'll be honest with you. I did not know the name Vince Russo until 20 years ago, and it was right around this time. It was late in 1999 when they started, and I was not a big insider geek or whatever, Right there, but there was a huge story that he had left, you know, the WWF, and he had signed with WCW, and they did at that time what was considered pretty crazy. It was like a Yahoo online chat, so it would be the precursor of today's Reddit Ask Me Anything kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was him, and it was Ed, and they were doing their uh, and, and Russo and Ferraro at that point, as I recall, were were very much like, um, they were being billed as like a team. It was right. Like, this is the See, I, 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 yeah. That's how I heard. I heard about them both at the same time. Actually, when they both jumped over to WCW, I really didn't know much about either one of them until you know they were both being said in the same breath, kind of thing, because of you know them jumping over like that. And then to hear Cornette tell it, and I don't know if that's particularly true, but he was, you know, uh, Ed Ferrara was basically the weed carrier for. Russo, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. But he he certainly was, Ferrara became the beta male in that relationship. Right. So right. I'm trying to. Well, well Cornette obviously still has yeah. ill thoughts toward him. So, I mean, he you can say he he's apologized for all the Oklahoma shit all you want. But, well, but, but, but then again, we all know how. Well, here's the. This is the funny thing about that, Brian. Is he, he did. He's he's kind of accepted it, but then a few couple of years ago, on through his YouTube channel, Russo put out a video of this guy, and he's completely mitigating it and saying, "Well, the WWE did the same thing years ago." So either Russo, you either own it and you did something wrong, which is part of allegedly your Christian faith that you hold so dear, or you say that you regret it, and then you have somebody else explain why it wasn't such a bad thing. I I don't understand that because that's not. Yeah. That's not how like Christianity works. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, yeah, you should be sorry for stuff. But at the same time, after you apologize, make sure you're able to blame it on somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus, and it, it's, it's going to be Jesus's birthday here pretty soon. I don't know. Pretty if you know soon. That. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. That's part of the deal. Jesus is the reason for the season. So is this the, is this the last one of the decade? See, I'm so tired of that because it's not the end of the decade. I'm so tired of this. It's not the, the, the decade. Doesn't, are you? So you're trying. You're trying to. You're trying to goad me into this, aren't you? I'm a button pusher. You know that. You know. You know who's the worst at that? And I've been trying to get her off. Her, is our our friend Leanne. She's always doing the finger wagging, you know, thing on Facebook. And I'm like, have you? Have you? This is like the super finger wag of the decade. If you'll just put this up there and tell people to stop That's it, that'd be so great. Funny. And I think she finally got around to doing something about it. Yeah, she got around to it all right. Mm, I'm trying to look and see about this the seven character and if it because it, it matches yeah. perfectly with the hey I'm doing this but I'm going to do a shoot thingy and go out to the ring and tell people why it sucks and that's you know Beaver Cleavage was about was all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, God, that was just gross. More thought is. about it. Seven in the American Nightmare. Runnels returned to World Championship Wrestling November eighth, nineteen ninety nine. So he ninety nine. Okay. It, it, so it's Kismet. That's exactly the same time that Vince Russo was showing up in WCW. 
So I don't know if if mm-hmm. if Dustin was able to engineer that or like if he just fell into a barrel of shit or what what happened there. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. Uh, he was filming several vignettes for a fantastical face painted character seven. These vignettes contain ominous footage of Rhodes in full makeup standing outside a child's bedroom window. The gimmick was reported to have been based on That's the strangers right. from the night. 19- I knew it had something to do with kid. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Jeez. I will say, I don't Ugh. know. Russo did not have an affinity for bringing children into storylines a lot, did he? I don't think he did. I think he's, so. Huh? He's done creepy shit with all kind women's and like, women in like every possible way. You know what's kind of odd is in the last couple of days that you know you know you get into the the damn wormhole on on YouTube sometimes. And I ended up watching the debut of Goldust in WWF or E, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it was just weird that we're even talking about this. And I watched that within like a couple, literally a couple of days of each other. So yeah, and I'm not even sure how I got into that realm. But Some, sometimes you just get there. Yeah, you just get there. The, but I barely remember what he even looked like the the character seven. Yeah. He was, they put white pancake makeup on him and he wore a duster and he had like, um, very similar to the Undertaker's hat. Kind of. Oh, kind of like a Freddy Krueger Undertaker mishmash almost without the, you know, deformity and shit. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I remember now. I just remember it was, it was freaking (laughs) E. It was. (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying you know it was yeah and and that's when they when they figured it out you know you know they they kind of cycled out of it and he's doing the again if you remove two things from vince russo's life if you remove howard stern and ecw who would he have ripped off? How would he have ever ripped anybody off? What's left, right? Yeah. Not much originality after that, I don't think. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know if you could salvage his creative. Uh, you know, it, I, I don't know. I just it, it's bizarre to think about if if he would if if there would have been. And I I, I I'm completely biased about because I do not see. There's there's been a. A generation of comics who consider Howard Stern to be um, a comic genius, like the Jimmy Kimmel's of the world, the Adam Carolla's of the world. There, there are a lot of those mm-hmm. guys, and I, I don't get it. I literally don't get it. I give Howard Stern tremendous credit for being very entertaining, and I think he's one of the best interviewers I've ever heard in my life on the radio, by far. Yeah. Oh yeah, by far. I give absolutely him tremendous credit for being a shameless self marketer, but the rest of it. I don't see how he's that funny because the, the people around him were the ones who did all the funny stuff. I I, I don't get it. And, and then he would, at various points, shit on those people in one way or the other. Right. So I don't. And then now, if you saw the David Letterman thing on Netflix where he interviews him and my next guest is, Stern is doing this thing where he goes one by one. And he kind of apologizes to people for being the asshole that he was back when he was on top of the world. And he kind of sheepishly does it. And I'm like, yeah, I get that you're trying to make amends and all that stuff. But was it completely necessary for you to be the biggest dick ever in order for you to be that successful? Is that our lesson here? 
Right. Yeah. See, I'm the same way. I, I, I always thought some of the humor was was funny and 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 stuff, but I I never really thought he was like God's gift or anything like that. My brother was a huge fan. I don't. He doesn't talk about him as much, so I, I don't really know. Uh, I, my brother lives across the country, so I don't talk to him all that often. So I don't know if he really listens to him as much as he used to. But man, he used to talk about him all the time. I don't. So, I don't get uh, it. I just and also I I hate that he has become everything that he hated. I mean, I, he was the guy that was throwing the pebbles at the celebrities, and now he he doesn't do that anymore. Um, I I to be honest in that genre, I thought the Opie and Anthony show was better than than I like. It, to my preference, it was better than Stern. I like Anthony Anthony's voices back before he lost his mind and became like the biggest racist in the history of ever. He was, <laughs> yeah, what happened with that? Well, Obama got elected. It's completely Barack Obama's fault, Brian. You know this. If Barack Obama had not insisted on being black, I know, and Damn. he did. Damn him. But Anthony was very talented. One of the best, as far as those imitations. I know you think that I was pretty decent at that, or I have been on this podcast. And back, I thought this guy was amazing. He was he could I he did a Don Imus that would had me rolling. <laughs> I mean, he was he was amazing. Uh, again, before he lost his mind. Yeah, I hate that man. The gimmick seven was reported to have been based on the strangers from the nineteen ninety eight film. Uh, noir dark city the character was dropped after turner standards and practices expect concern that this gimmick could be misinterpreted as a child abductor no who yeah. thought that no. i guess i guess they saved their ass on that one upon returning to wcw television rhodes removed his costume and delivered a work shoot in which he mocked unrealistic gimmicks as well as his time as gold dust in the wbf after turning heel upon his return ronalds began wrestling as the american nightmare dustin rhodes i did not know this I don't remember that one. Ain't that something? Then, with his nickname a reference to his father's nickname, the American Dream. Huh. Rhodes feuded with Jeffrey Jarrett before feuding with Terry Funk. He was kayfabe fired by Vince Russo at Spring Stampede in April 2000 for failing to prevent Terry Funk from winning the hardcore championship against Norman Smiley. Well, there you go. Hmm. So yeah, I don't, I don't hate. Yeah, well, somebody saw Dark City. I can understand why they would want to put that up there, and everybody understand exactly what that is. Well, that's why. (laughs) Well, that's why it doesn't sound like a Vince Russo gimmick per se, because I don't think he would ever have seen Dark City, and he would rip off off the movies. Definitely there. I, I, if he did it, he would just ripped it off from the movie Seven. It would have been that character. Oh, you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is the movie that really launched. Well, see, that's what I thought originally. When you see the name, you think of that movie. At least I did, because it's the same thing with the S-E, the number seven, and then the E-N, you know? I, I, I think the movie Seven was the one that really launched Kevin Spacey into stardom, and we can't talk about him anymore. That's right. It would have either been that, or it would have been um, the Kaiser Solze movie, Usual Suspects. It's in the box. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Everybody loves Brad Pitt. They forget that really un- uninteresting piece of shitty acting. What's in the box? What's in the box? It's a, it's a, oh, my God. It's a great piece of really awful acting from a guy who I, I like a lot. Obviously, the Oceans movies. Yes, they're having a marathon on Sundance, I think it is, this weekend. There's One two, of those. 11, 12, 13, back to back to back. Uh, uh, yes, I think it's Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. I think when they put them on Netflix, Netflix, I, I think I watched all three of them when they put them on like a year ago or two years ago. 
I watched all three of them back to back to back like three times, like in one day. Those those the those movies I I guess they're like normal time movies I don't know off the top of my head but they seem like when I watched them that they went by so fast right I don't know if it, you know I don't know I, I know it's weird because they're fast cars and all that stuff but it's just the it, it would just moved along you know they move quickly and there's a lot of detail in there I I think yes they, I mean I would I'd be hard pressed to say the the first one's not the best one but the twelfth one has its own kind of cool stuff because it's European and shit. And then the 13 is cool because Al Pacino's the bad guy and he's so completely ridiculously over the top. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they bring back a lot of the characters and shit from, I, and I, I'm glad that they left off. I mean, oceans eight was good. Um, but it was too much to me about the caper and it wasn't about the personal interaction between the characters, which was always the fun part of the oceans movies. Yeah. Right. I know what you're saying. It's almost like the it's almost the the cannonball run part of it, you know. Right. So why can't why couldn't Vince Russo have like watched that shit and ripped shit off from that stuff from from cool <sighs> shit like that? That's because he well he's an idiot. I think he's he's also into like really and I I don't hate the guy. I just want to make that very clear. And I, I don't want to kill him in his sleep like you know Jim Cornette has professed to and all this other shit. I, but I right I, but yeah I, you know, right. If he if he smoked some weed that made him have like a really bad trip and he saw satan or something i don't i wouldn't you know if he got a bunch of paper cuts on his dick and swam in a, <laughs> he swam in a pool of apple cider vinegar i don't think that would be the worst thing ever i vote for that i mean i haven't thought about it and given a lot of like detail as to what i think would be no no detail no, I, I, mean, can, I, can, I understand yeah but we talk about all this stuff with rich and it's just it it, it is when you get into it you're like well i knew that i knew that and you think people are going to be like oh yeah we know this 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 you don't. It it, it leads to no. there's a series and a stair step series of like really awful shit. And Vince McMahon does deserve a lot of the blame for letting some of the stuff go. But when you again, I find it's like the kids today who are in the nostalgia of the 80s. They don't really understand why there was a lot of stuff in the 80s that really sucked. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff during the Attitude Era that sucked, but the stuff yeah. that was so good made you either forget or minimize the the little shit it was kind of oh, kind of brushed it off yeah right if, if the good stuff's working and that's you know the, the austin 316 shit is flying out of the stores um then you'll kind of overlook some of that other stuff and it doesn't make you that embarrassed to be a wrestling fan because it was you know it was it was huge wrestling was huge back then i mean it's not it's pretty big right now still i think but in its own way but man back then it was just Ever see, even if you really weren't a wrestling fan at all, you knew so many names just from. And this is before the Twitter and, and all that shit. So I mean, and that says something, really, if you think about it. I don't think it's ever going to be that big again, as far as being in the mainstream. I don't think no, you're ever going to see. No, no, no. I don't think you're ever going to see fourteen, fifteen year old kids walking around with Austin three sixteen shirts like they just they were flying out of fucking Walmart. Crazy. It was nuts. I mean, it was it was unbelievably amazing. The rock stuff that was all over the place, and I mean, it was just they they yeah. couldn't they couldn't really and keep Foley, up. you know. And it was insane. Yeah, and then you know, and they uh, to be fair, also you know, on the other side, you had all the NWO shirts. Kids were walking around with the NWO shirts all over the place. God, man, I had one. I still have it somewhere. The outsider shirt. You got the the white one. Oh, you got uh, an outsider the, shirt. The, yes, the black one with uh, the red lettering. Oh, okay. I got, yeah, I got it at. Uh, I think it was a nitro that came to Winston Salem one one Monday. That makes sense. I got there. 
Yeah. That may have been the one where Tony Schiavone called it the home of the, the Wake Forest Steeman Deacons, and Eric Bischoff told him to shut the fuck up. Nobody cared about the Wake Forest Steeman Deacons. <laughs> that shows you what a what a settled what a stable genius that Eric Bischoff is. Oh yes, absolutely. What is the overwhelming lesson of wrestling that we take away from 2019? I think it is that more is that more wrestling does not equal better wrestling. I think that's what we learned in 2019. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. More wrestling does not equal better wrestling. Uh, I, I will say, maybe with an asterisk or something, that it, it did open some doors for some people, though, that we might not have heard about otherwise. If it was just straight WWE and then a TNA hanging out somewhere, like it was in the you know, last several years. So I, I think we wouldn't know about an MJF. Uh, we wouldn't know about a question mark. We wouldn't know about uh, Darby Allens. We wouldn't know about some of the, maybe some of the NXT people. I don't know. Um, but I, I, overall, I think you're right. But I, I would put the asterisks there to say, it, it, I think it did, like I said, it, it, shone, it shone the light on, on some people that we might not have heard about, at least yet. It's, I, I, I was looking at that, um, I was looking at the Wrestle Kingdom thing for January. Yeah. That looks really amazing, right? That, that's gonna, yeah. That'll probably get me the one or two month subscription to New Japan World, just to, so I can check that out. Yeah, that was a couple of matches on there that looked good to me, but I, I, I gotta be honest with you, man. I, I don't watch, in, you know, I don't watch New Japan a whole lot. And uh, and some of those names, some some of the the Japanese guys, I, I just don't know. I have no idea who the guys are. So I mean, I'm I'm assuming they're, you know, crazy good, but I, I just don't. I'm not familiar with who they are. So it's just it was like, yeah. I think you'll, but it's. I think that's one of the good things about New Japan is like there's a whole thing there, and they've got the inside jokes and shit. But you can kind of catch up, and I think that's what AEW is missing is they don't really have an on ramp to some of the inside jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's For sure. But I, you know, I don't know. Have they, have they been? I don't know. The past week or so, it's not been too bad with the inside joke shit. At least I haven't noticed. I haven't watched it from you know beginning to end, so I may have missed something somewhere. But I don't know. I thought the, that the episode this past week was pretty decent. Did you watch much of it, or did you see any of it? Yeah, I've seen some of it. I thought it was. I thought things were were rocking right along. I thought they. Yeah. Did. You know, it's and it's it is kind of bizarre that the the two shows tied in the ratings. I do like that. That's pretty. Is cool. that right? Oh God! I didn't so even it's like exactly seven hundred seventy eight thousand viewers per show. So again, wow. the ratings complete work. As it, you know, we always knew. I, I can go into a long diatribe about this, but they started a new rating system in radio, uh, probably nine or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Previously, when you and I back in the glory days when America was great, people would just have a yeah. paper diary that they would fill out, and it would go from Thursday to Wednesday, and what would. And they'd pay you a couple of bucks. It was like nothing. But if you did it, what would inevitably happen is that you had two of them and the the wife or the mother in the family or whatever would fill out the thing. It would be like Tuesday before they turn and go, oh, okay, I listened to because I love, you know, I love Jake and Jimmy on Country 102. Okay, so I listen to them every day, all you know, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. And mm. then... On the way home, I you know I like to relax on the way home, so I listen to Light One Hundred Five. So from three until four thirty, I listen. And they would just you just write that down every day, and you you put it in. And it wasn't accurate, but it was something. Something to go on, yeah. 
And so what happened was they started putting out these little things that kind of look like your old school pagers or the pagers that drug dealers wear now, I guess. And you're supposed to have this thing with you all the time. And the radio, when it comes on, is has a code that's embedded in it that this thing picks up. And it tells you exactly how long you listened. If you were listening to your favorite radio station, if you were, if you were listening to Rock, um, Rock 98 for four hours and 15 minutes or three minutes and 15 seconds or just 62 seconds, it's going to record that. Now, if you're walking through the mall, like anybody does that anymore, and you know the walking through a what they it's the they used to have these huge places and they were like mm -hmm. a lot of shopping things were in them and it, it was like three stories and i think old people walk in them now it's really weird so I, oh yeah i've seen movies so if you're walking through the mall or something and you pass by gadzooks or something and uh you know <laughs> I like to make my references, you know, and all hit 99.3 is on and you happen to catch 10 seconds of Lizzo. God damn, I'm current. It'll record 10 seconds, which isn't super fair, but you were exposed to it. And sometimes you are exposed to ads unintentionally or tangentially. So when they had this ratings thing come out, people completely didn't understand them. And then the volume had to be up. And if you were listening in earbuds, that didn't work at all. So they had an adapter you were supposed to put into your little earbud thingy, and that was. And now we're not using adapters, and we're not using the the little earbud thingy to stick in there anymore. We're using Bluetooth, so it's completely inaccurate. And if the thing was too low, it wouldn't record, and it just became a huge, massive boondoggle. And that's been part of the problem with radio for the past ten years. That and the fact that they over leveraged themselves, and they're not going to invest in any new talent or anything. And it's just going to. They're trying to play as much music as possible and they're never going to be playing as much music as spotify pandora title or apple music just can't do it it's not possible <laughs> no, no that's a that's a high bar so that was that was the but you can just see now the television thing which is now the, it's the same company now nielsen yeah. has bought out both of them mm -hmm. it used to be arbitron back when you and i were yes you know, doing arbitron. our thing it's they were bought out by Nielsen and they do both. So it, it, somehow, some way on Wednesday, oh, it's a tie. Seven hundred seventy thousand apiece. Seven hundred seventy-eight thousand viewers apiece. Yeah, that is weird. But uh, AEW can always claim the, um, you know, the victory when it comes to the demographics. Their demographics are better, but they're not. the The gap isn't as wide as it once was. Right. And I'm always happy when, you know, when um, wrestling is. Appealing to people who are under the age of 50. That, that's fine. I don't think that's a bad thing in particular. And I, I hope some of the interest was peaked. And I think even on some of the reviews that I saw said, yeah, they were really hampered because there was there's this little impeachment thing going on. And the news channels are just hot, hot, hot. Fox, MSNBC, and CNN are just killing it every single night. So you wonder in a post-Donald Trump world how everything's going to kind of reset. It's almost, well, let's, let's hope we find out about that soon. There's a lot, you know, it's weird because there were a lot of things that really pushed the the news channels into prominence over the years. I think the first Gulf War was like when people, I mean, CNN had been around, I think, since 1982, and then the Gulf War happened in 89 or 90, and people watched CNN and shit, but as far as like being glued to it and having it on all the time, that was kind of a landmark moment, and right. then I think the Clinton impeachment in, in later on in the 90s was a big deal. Um, before that you had the bombing of the Alfred P. Murrah federal building and that was in 1995, but then 9-11 mm -hmm. of course was just a huge thing for all the news channels. So there, there's kind of a reset and this Trump presidency has been, uh, another kind of level, uh, 
that these news channels have been on, and I think it's helped out a couple of other kind of tangential news channels, like that CBSN thing. Have you seen that on Pluto? I've seen. I've not really watched it, but I've, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, what is that? It's CBS's version of like, like a C- CNN. Yes, except it's free and they stream it anytime, and it's on Pluto. And it's, so, is it, is, it, is it like live? I don't think it's live 24 hours a day. I think they repeat stuff at night, but they are like during the day. Yeah, they got they got people in there and they're covering oh, okay. shit live. Yeah. Oh so wow. Okay. Oh, it's, wow. And it's pretty it's pretty interesting. So I think. I think they've boosted their profile a little bit. Some of these other news channels. I hope One America is not a, not one of them, because <laughs> yeah. it's fucking dreadful. Yeah. I hope Sinclair, whatever they're doing, is not one of them as well. But it's just it, the the Trump presidency has been a huge boost to the cable news channels, and it's also been a reset for some of the other cable channels. It was always. Um, since the DVR came into prominence, you know, it was always the fact that you could time shift anything and then Hulu became a thing and you could just time mm-hmm. shift whatever you wanted to. Right. And uh, the conventional wisdom over the past couple of years has been that sports is the only thing that beats the DVR that won't time shift. And that's why you've seen the sports rights for all of the major sports really go up hugely. But now it's like, the news channels are like sports because you're not going to DVR that stuff mostly. I mean, there's some people who are going to DVR the Hannity show or Rachel Maddow or whatever, but for the most part, you're just going to consume that as it comes in and then just dispose of it and then just pick it up the next time you have the TV on or you have a couple minutes. Or if you've got, you know, your laptop or or your phone, you can watch it. Yep. You know, if you're away from your TV like that, you know, if you're able to. And this is another thing, like, I don't know if you know this, but TuneIn also streams the CNN audio for free. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. so if you're if you're like a CNN freak and you want to keep up with the news or something, you're driving to work, boom, right there it is. So I'm, but the the point would be it's been a reset for all the cable channels, and really the the news channels are now acting the way that they've said that sports acts over the years, right? Mm-hmm. That was that was Vince's argument when he brought SmackDown to Fox is this is going to be just like sports. People are not going to DVR this; they're going to watch this live, and that was one of the things that drove it to a billion dollars. See, I disagree with that. I did, I so disagree with that. And, and you, I, what's your what's your point about that? Well, I mean, maybe I'm I'm the oddball here. Which no, is I don't. I not, think you're. Which, I think you. I think you make a great point, and I think the people who were negotiating this didn't quite get it. Now, I'm not going to say I understand network television than them, but but go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say that as 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 a fan of both, well, whatever you want to call wrestling, entertainment, sports, whatever, uh, and regular sports. I, it was re- unless it was a Carolina Duke game that for whatever reason on this earth that I didn't get to see, I would maybe record that. Uh, but I would record, you know, raw and nitro and all that shit all the time. I mean, if I couldn't see it for some reason and go back and watch it, especially before, you know, the Internet was a thing and and you could go you could see that shit online and before you could get a chance to watch it. But, you know, I'd go back and watch it and be fine with it, you know, and, mm-hmm. but that that's just not the same with a, a game because it's so easily, well, especially now, of course, but I mean, even back then it was, it was just different. I don't know if it, I don't know what, I can't really put my finger on what it was. Maybe you can touch on that or something, but I, I, I just didn't want to, I don't know. I didn't care about seeing a, a game that had already been played. 
is that were you the same way? I don't want to. I don't want to tape any sports or anything like that. I don't want to see any sports after the fact. I mean, there's some people that can do that. I don't know who it is. Yeah, no, I'm sure there are some people that can do. That. As a matter of fact, I probably know somebody. I just can't think of anybody. But yeah, I just. But but wrestling was different. I I had no problem recording that. So yeah, um, and and since, I, but this is another thing. Since you and I are jaded consumers of wrestling, is it that people who are casual? Consumers of it will be like, I have to watch it live because I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think so. I, 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 I like I said, unless you know, I'm the oddball here. I, I just if I you know, and most of the time, even now, if I miss it, I don't really record it. If I think about it, I will. But if I don't, I'm like, well, I can just go back and see online what happened and whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I still to this day, as of right now, I, I would record a a live smack live raw whatever and go back and watch it if i really wanted to but to me it's just kind of pointless really i mean i i don't want to sit through a whole raw unless i read online that something really outstanding happened or if there's an outstanding match that i might want to go back and see but but i would let me put it this way i would record a raw or smackdown or whatever before i would record any sports event ever yeah, I'm time shifting all that stuff. And I think the 90-minute version of Raw on Hulu is one of the best things that Hulu offers. Yeah. Oh, God. See, yeah. Yeah. Because you do get the highlights, and they do cut out some of the bullshit. I don't I don't necessarily know if they had the entire divorce proceedings between Lana and, and Rusev. Let's hope so. I haven't seen it, but let's hope so. Boy, that storyline needs to continue on to WrestleMania as far as I'm concerned. Oh, fuck. You think, he's, you think he's done with it? I mean, it does feel like some... Uh, this is going to sound fairly misogynistic. It does sound like some chick that Vince has been banging for a while and he's done with her and just kind of hands her a couple thousand dollars and says, get a cab. I mean, that's what it seems like now, that whole storyline. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, isn't it supposed to culminate on Sunday, I guess? I reckon. And speaking of misogyny, I guess you saw that, that uh, CJ's got a little problem with CM Punk. Uh, CJ, no, 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 yeah, I miss yeah. Lana, Lana had said that uh, some of his remarks on backstage were misogynistic, and he should apologize. I missed what he's. I haven't really kept up with what he said. It wasn't even that bad. I don't know what specific, but it's like, you know, who made you look bad, Lana? Your boss. You know who made you look like a slut? Your boss. Why don't you go to him and talk to him about him making you look terrible and you taking money for that instead of bitching to CM Punk? Because CM Punk didn't have anything to do with that. Well, I'm going to say this, and, 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 and yeah, I'm sure Vince had her do a lot more than most people would, you know, the misogynistic part, yes, but <sighs> Lana's not afraid to go out and wear skimpy shit everywhere. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's that not like, but you know, that doesn't, I'm not saying, yeah, that doesn't make her anything. No, no, that doesn't portray. I mean, we go. We are. We are in a society, unfortunately, where when a woman wears very little clothing, that you do have certain opinions that you you that are thrust upon her, so to speak, and that's not fair. Well, I'm not saying she's a slut, but I'm just saying you know she doesn't have a problem showing off her body and and stuff. So I mean, I don't know if it's all Vince's fault. I mean, I'll, I'm sure a lot of it is, but. She, you know, I'm she. Nobody's holding a gun to her head to walk out in some of the stuff that she wears. Well, the stuff and that not, she, but the stuff that she was doing on television—that's the stuff that made her look awful. 
Like banging, trying to make it out with Rusev in the restaurant, oh, yeah, filing the yeah, risk, yeah. Or not Rusev, but Lashley, and then Lashley, yeah, yeah, faking yeah. the pregnancy and all that bullshit. I mean, that's the stuff that made her look crazy. I don't, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole, yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree it's with like that. It's like 10 different dudes and ten and a bunch of different women now are trying to shoot angles with CM Punk, try to draw him back in so he'll be ready for WrestleMania is what it looks like. Rollins is trying to start some shit with him, trying to goad him into some shit. And it looks like like Lana's trying to speak up and like no no you, you you can wrestle Rusev and you can for my honor or some shit. It, that's what it looks like right now. These people over here who are dying on this life raft, and they're like, well, he's over here and he might he's done he's gone to this level where he's taken two baby steps onto a program that's just kind of tertiary to us. If we could just manufacture something and get him back, we could have something hot going on. Hang on, let me just start some shit out of the blue. That's what it kind of feels like. It does, doesn't it? And, I, and I'm wondering how long it's, how much longer it's going to be before Punk just goes, you know, screw this. I mean, but I don't know how much of it's a work or how much of it he's part of or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, don't know I, if he's interested in this. And, and I'm I, again, it's hard to tell. And they're not even using him on that show in a way that I think they should use him on that show. I think he should do a lot of stuff. I think he, he should call a lot more shit out than he does. Well, I saw that I I just kind of came across this. I really wasn't looking it up per se, but I, I did see that the, his latest appearance on that show did not draw the numbers. I mean, as a matter of fact, they said the numbers were down from the week before. Well, they teased. I mean, it was like they were they had him on with the big debut, which they did announce. He did okay, and then like for two weeks they didn't use him, and now he's back. And it's like I don't know what you guys are doing, but he needs to be shooting on on what's going on over there. He needs to be talking about. Um, I guess Enzo knocked on a bunch of guys about smoking weed or something. He needs to be talking about that shit. I mean, that's if you want people to watch that show and if you want to get edgy, and then Vince can just get pissed off at Renee. Why didn't? You, why did you stop him? Why didn't you jump on top and just punch him in the mouth? It's like I'm, I'm on the show. He's just saying stuff. What am I, they're trying to make it, you know, a show that people want to watch, motherfucker. Maybe you should try it. Yeah, I mean, how much is he gonna let? let punk say though you know he has no control over it he can just bitch to the people at fox and they're like uh check's still clearing right shut up mm. see that's what makes him that's what makes it so weird about that whole situation is like that he's able to do that he's and he, I, i'm still I'm, I'm just gonna go off again i just i i'm stunned that this this 2k20 situation has been covered up and not been uh, exposed as as greatly as it is because I, this is a this, it's just a huge disaster. This man has gotten away with so much shit in 2019. I mean, if there is such a thing as karma, Vince McMahon deserves to get a giant ball of it whacked in his face in 2020, and not just having his buddy lose the election. Although it's a thought, there should be some other like you know like some other bad shit. Again, you, you probably should get a, a real bad case of the gout in one of those those feet, and you shouldn't be able to walk for a little while. Some, something bad to get gout. Away with. Is that it? And Just I keep gout. hearing, I keep hearing from some some of the smarks. Well, you know this this Saudi Arabia thing that's not over. No, he's gotten away with it. There's no, there's nothing. I mean, he's gonna have to pay it's, some people. Yeah, explain to me why it's not over until like we talked about last week. Well, if he fires enough people, come- then they won't be able to talk about it or something. But I think he's got enough cash. He's gonna, he's gonna buy their silence for a little while. I, I don't get it. I was very I surprised. Um, I was very surprised about Luke Harper and Sincara leaving the company. <laughs> yeah, shocker. I don't know. <laughs> and again, it's like 
you would expect them under normal circumstances to immediately, hey, it's Wade Keller talking to Luke Harper. Tell us all the bad shit that happened in Saudi Arabia. I don't know. Well, now, was Harper out there too? I don't was, know if he was, was, but he he probably heard some shit. You hear it from other people? Yeah, I heard from people that were held hostage in their fucking hotel rooms. Here's what happened. That might be the closest we get until somebody finally breaks free. And I think you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to pay people off forever not to talk about this shit, aren't you? Well, is he going? Has he been paying Luke Harper even though he didn't go to Saudi Arabia, so he wouldn't talk about people that he knows? I don't know. I, I heard what I heard was there was like a one or two or three month non compete or something, and I don't know. I it, it's, and I think also the other part as well is people the wrestling fans feel like well I guess that guy's going to fit in nicely at AEW. AEW is not going to like sign all of these people they're just not they don't fit in kind of nicely it's only a two-hour show it is a two-hour show and i think chris jericho makes 88 percent of the money that's being paid to anybody on the staff at uh all elite wrestling so it's just not like hey we'll just stack them in there like like firewood you know what if luke harper were to show up on say nwa i would be fine with that i think he would fit in pretty well there actually uh, look for him this sunday at or Saturday or whenever the fuck into the fire is. Saturday, I think. Saturday. At six oh five. At six oh five. I saw Camille was getting ready for it. She said it's my last workout before into the fire unless I can find a gym tomorrow, in which case I lied. <laughs> I don't know about you. I just don't think she's working out enough. No, I just she Jesus God. <laughs> Oh, needs to pick it up. Like I, I try to go to the gym and do cardio. You know, I try to do it like a lot. She does like two workouts and she blows away everything that I've done this year. <laughs> like, well, combined. She could bang our two hands together like yeah. Curly and Mo. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. She could pretty much fuck us up. That's true. So, I just don't understand. This 2K20 situation, so bad. And under normal and, – and, I, I think it is such a great opportunity for AEW. And if I was AEW, I would be pointing this out a lot. And, and they do need to have Kenny Omega consulting on that game. And if that game turns out to be good, it'll be an incredible coup for uh, for AEW. Because that, that's a real opportunity. Because WWE has screwed this up so royally. Saying that, well, we're going to have some patches out there and fix everything. They released one patch. It didn't do shit. And now they have walked away from that game. If you bought that game, you bought dick and if you were conned into buying a super deluxe mega tremendous version of it you wasted a whole lot of money and man i'd be pissed about it i'd be super pissed about it well i would be too man no doubt and you know like i said before i i, I really didn't know it was that bad i'm just not in you know, into the gaming scene like i used to be but my question is why haven't the game this might be a question i don't know you might can you know this and might have to refer to our boys over at the gaming marathon but i'm wondering why hasn't the gaming community like gotten together and and done something about this i mean that's that's a huge community i think i think one of the reasons it's been underreported is i don't think there are a lot of business reporters that really understand what goes on in that whole thing even though video games make more money and are there's more money spent on video games than like movies and music and theater i mean it's like combined it's like the biggest entertainment thing but i don't think that a lot of people at your major mainstream business publications really get it understand the culture um they understand like some of the huge money and stuff that comes out with these licensing deals and stuff 
but they don't get the ins and outs of, for example, this company that was doing the WWE games, this Ukes company in Japan, and what went into firing them and all this shit. They don't they don't understand all of that stuff, and they they don't know how to write about it in, in a proper context. But well, it just amazes me that, that that you're not even a gamer and you know all this stuff about it and. And I can if, if the if you know this, why doesn't the gaming people know this? I mean, why why? Just I don't honest, know. I I brought this story up with with Adam and with Dennis and with with James, and we were kind of batting it around and stuff. And they were kind of telling me some of the ins and outs of it and stuff. I don't think that they've made a decent video game in many years. I don't think that they've done one that's really been even acceptable to the gaming community for several years. I mean, see, I, I, that that just boggles my mind even more. It's then. crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I think maybe five years ago they did one that was okay. I remember Adam bitching about it years ago. Like he he was like, if I want to put my own entrance music in there and I want it to be like whatever, if I want it to be Frank Sinatra or if I want it to be Judy Garland, I want to just do that. And they couldn't do it. And it was like, why won't you allow people to just to do that shit? And it was, it, I mean, it, it was just basic things that anybody who really is into UI at all would figure it out. But they don't, I don't think your wall street journals, your market watches, your barons, any of those people, I don't think they understand it or get the culture or understand what a big fuck up this is. I think it's completely damaging to the brand, particularly when you find that so many people, you know, when wrestling part of what AEW's appeal is that it really does appeal to, um, the people that go to the fantasy conventions. I know Jim Cornette makes fun of the cosplay and all that shit, but the, the cosplay thing is, it's a real thing and it's a real community and they can really make you some money if you embrace them. And AEW has done that. So a lot of, there's a lot of overlap, you know, between the cosplay folks, the guys who go to the fantasy cons and obviously the, the people who play video games. There's a lot of overlap there. And oh, heck if, you, yeah. if you don't service those guys, they get pissed off and they're not going to, be your customers anymore. So I think AEW understands that way more. Um, you oh, know, the de- have- they definitely cater to it a lot more for right. sure. They should. And I think it's, I think it's a good thing for wrestling overall to be a part of all of that because it does keep you from seeing the 53 year old white guys just walking around at the convention all the time. I mean, you can't just, as much as we love the old stuff, you can't just jack off over Bill Watts for the rest of your life. I mean, there has to be some shit that's kind of incorporated, that's kind of new that and, and stuff like that. And I like it, per se, when it's done right. Um, I don't, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that I get it. Sometimes I don't. But then sometimes I loved what Kenny Omega was doing, for example, in Japan with the cleaner stuff. I didn't 100% get all the references and stuff, but I thought it was awesome. Now I think we've gone too deeply into it and i think he's too self-referential and i don't know what we're doing with kenny omega these days i don't know what's going on there yeah i don't think many people do at least people that i've heard talk to um it's, it's hard to understand if you're trying to get somebody who's who used to be a wrestling fan to watch this show to go oh this guy's an incredible worker and then they see him <laughs> on that show and they go mm. i mean he had a really good match with pack yeah oh yeah but it's like I mean, you have to you, you, you have to understand this guy's really awesome he's really he's like couple of years ago we considered him the best worker in the world i don't know if we consider him the best worker in the world anymore i don't see how he could but he was he was amazing and if they go ahead and revive that feud again between him and jericho that's that's money anytime that might be what they're building up to it's slowly but surely 
Yeah, and I, and I, I hope that they're not like, well, people have seen that. Well, no, not a lot of people haven't. No, no, <laughs> they haven't. A lot of people have not. I mean, a lot of people did in Japan. I know it was huge. It did great business and stuff. But a lot of people here have not seen that shit. And honestly, I'd rather see the two of them do what they do than him and Moxley roll around in glass for about 45 minutes. God, yes. I'm just saying. Yeah, I... I, I'm I'm waiting for that to happen. I'm waiting for the Kenny Omega. I don't know. Uh, coming out of the whatever, turning into Cinderella thing, coming along for him because I'm I'm tired of the bullshit. I want to see the Kenny Omega that I've always heard about and seen on a, a time or two. You've seen him a lot more than I have, at least you know back in the New Japan days. He's a, a tremendous worker. All right, let's look at uh, TLC live from the Target Center in Minneapolis, which is a city where I've never seen Pearl Jam. Wow. Yeah. Put on the list. Alistair Black against Buddy Murphy. That's going to be probably your pregame. Probably, yeah. Mm. I didn't even know that was going to – I didn't even know that was the thing. Mm. I have no thoughts on that. Zero thoughts on that. I like both those guys, right. but they haven't done diddly squat with them, right? I, yeah, I, I can't believe that they would let Buddy Murphy beat Alistair Black as much as they're trying to build him up, it yeah. seems like. They were, and then they're not, you know? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I would go with Alistair Black, though, I, I, but, yeah, I don't really care. I, I like them both. Um, Viking Raiders open challenge for the Raw tag titles. Open challenge? That's what it says. See, that's not, I didn't know that. Um, hmm. Who could it be? AOP? Well, if you want me to really fantasy book, I would love to see Heavy Machinery. What a pop those guys got in Otis's home uh, territory. Yeah. Otis cracks me up, man. Otis is a trip and a half, dude. He reminds me of a couple of guys I knew from Davie County. See? So relatable, right? It's it's scary, really. And also that guy that took over on Sanford and Son when when Demon Wilson left the show. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Is that the same? Oh, you know what? That's that same dude that was in um, Roadhouse. He's, He's a, one of the thug guys, right? Yeah, I think he also. I don't know if he was a regular, but he was maybe a semi regular on the Sheriff Lobo show. <laughs> yeah, he was just one of those dudes back then that would just, just appear around. like like bit parts. Yeah, He's just around. He, he should have wrestled like those two twins out of Hendersonville. They would have. Yeah, jeez. Oh, God, that's funny. New Day versus Revival, SmackDown tag titles in a ladder match. They're making a big deal out of this uh, this run for the New Day. But, you know, the, the, the palace intrigue over is whether the Revival is going to be leaving WWE anytime soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of in the dark on that. I don't know. In the AEW dark on that. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with those guys. And I don't know that I necessarily even want them to show up because I'm not sure you know, if they were going to get stuck into some sort of feud with Bitch and Butcher. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who'd you say, JR? <laughs> My God, it's Bitch and Butcher. Bitch and Butcher. That was, I think that was James Good's line. It's like, boy, I, he just, I love Jim Ross, but God dang, he seems so lost. And he does because they put him in situations where he looks lost. At least, <laughs> at least Tony was, you know, back this week. That really helped out a lot. Man, you can tell so much difference. Oh, by the way, what's up with Dio Madden? Is he gone? Yeah, is, is yeah he I saw complete? that he was out. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the scuttlebutt. Well, I, I did see that a couple of weeks ago. He ain't going to be back. 
Well, I, well, I, I do know this. He wasn't very good. <laughs> um, but I figured, you know, they kind of knew that going into it, and he would kind of thought that they thought that he would kind of just get better as time went on. But I guess they just said f it, just let Lesnar give him the f one or f five or whatever, and that'll be that. I'm saying Dio Madden has a big match in mind. He's going to try to get back in the ring. He's going to be being an in-ring performer. That's why he left the commentary thing. Oh. oh, okay. I thought he was Dunzo in the in the ring. I didn't know. What we have learned, according to what culture, is that there is a slight ulterior motive for Madden's switch back to the tights. According to Brian Alvarez, speaking on Wrestling Observer Live, neither Vince McMahon nor Raw's producer Kevin Dunn were happy with the former footballer's commentary instigating his return to the Performance Center. God damn it. You know what? Uh, I think it'd be a good thing for you to do is to get back to the performance center and get in the ring, because you're uh, you're announcing it's a drizzling shit. <laughs> you're the yeah. shit, and I'm not saying this, but as a commentator, you are. Ah! You know, can't argue with you on that one, Vince. I really can't. Bobby Lashley versus Rusev tables match. Rusev should win this. I mean, you would again, think. You would think. I mean, if you're going to pay off the jilted lover angle, but yeah, let's get let's get the hell on with something else with Rusev, please. Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend, versus the Miz non-title. So this is how they're not going to have the red light special on him. They're just going to have like the regular lights on him, and then I would think that at some point he rolls under the ring and he transforms into the Fiend or some shit like that. I'm guessing. I mean, why else would he come out as Bray Wyatt when he's not come out as Bray Wyatt? Or super fun carny trick. Bray Wyatt's in the ring, and then the carny comes out from behind the curtain. Oh, so the the, the fiend is really not Bray Wyatt here. Mm. Super fun carny trick. Keep it in mind for Sunday, kids. Um, Asuka and Katty Sane versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch for the TLC match for the women's tag team title. There wasn't much of a buildup for that, was there? I don't know. It was just it was a weird buildup. I thought. And then Reigns uh, versus Baron Corbin, loser has to eat dog food. TLC match. That, that's that's it. That's yeah. that's that's the whole thing. That's the show. That's the show. Yikes! I hope that lasts four hours. <laughs> And I don't give a rat's ass about Corbin and Reigns. I really don't. I, I could just give a shit less about that match. Did I'm the sorry. dog food thing not provide the particular heat that you needed to have? It did not. It did not. It just did not. <laughs> was it the fact that they were not using name brand dog food? What, what was it in particular? I thought I saw the name Kennel Ration on there. Was I, was, Did I not see that? It's funny because we go into the, the, the whole kennel match thing on, oh. uh, with Rich. It's so funny. Yeah, oh, God. Yes. All right. NWA into the fire from Atlanta, Georgia, and the GPB studios. Question mark against Trevor Murdoch. Murdoch, a singles match. Who and Trevor and who now? Question mark. Question mark. Okay. Uh, Allison Kane, Ashley Vox versus Molina and Marty Bell. This is going to be Molina's first match, I guess. I guess. Oh, did you see the the, the nice little note that Molina wrote or tweet that she tweeted or, or Instagram? I can't remember what I saw. It was at all. something that you put out there. No, she liked my tweet to, about Camille or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. I, I, I remember that too. But no, this is I saw it a couple of days ago. She was talking about WrestleCade and how great of a time she had mm. for her first WrestleCade, and everybody made her feel so love. And I'm like, mm. well, you'd have felt a little bit more love if right. you'd have 
let go of some of the, the people that were there. But anyway, I thought that was nice over though, despite I mean, the shit. Brian just went and spent that money on heroin. So you well, actually. Well, hey, we all won. <laughs> Eli Drake. Yeah. Mr. Anderson. God. Who would have thought? That's a good one. Those guys have a lot of chemistry. Uh, Nick Aldis versus James Storm for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. It's two out of three falls. Brian Hebner is the referee for the first fall. Tim Storm will be the referee for the second fall. The referee for the third fall, of course, will be uh, some Kenyan kid that they they came brought over <laughs> as an apology for the Jim Cornette. <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> referee the ultimate <laughs> the referee for the third fall if necessary will be determined by a coin flip Cole Cavana versus Aaron the Idol Stevens versus Ricky Starks it is a triple threat match for the NWA National Championship which is currently held by Scotty Goldman <clears throat> yep Rock and Roll Express against the Wild Cards for the tag team match for the World Tag Team Championship and Thunder Rosa against Tasha Steeles in a singles match. Who is Tasha Steeles? I didn't even know that. It's part of that. I don't know. But again, if she's not a good worker, we would have already seen her on AEW in their women's division. (laughs) Yeah. What did you think of uh, WWE announcing that uh, they were going to put the New World Order, and uh, Dave Batista into the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, Batista was, what, like a six-time champ or something? So, uh, you know, it says a little something. I still find it hilarious in that last run. They were, He was like, well, I got this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy thing coming out. If you guys want to do something with it when it comes out, and they're like, yeah, we're not even really sure it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> we never heard of this shit. Guardians wow. of the what? Way to call it. <laughs> I mean, it's just a Disney movie. It's just a Marvel thing. I, I, it probably isn't going to have no legs at all because everybody knows all those Marvel films. They pretty much hit the shitter. So, yeah, yeah good call, WWE. That stuff. <laughs> Who fucking watches that Marvel shit? <laughs> Excellent call. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes. You, but- yeah, how's your territory? I don't know. How's your film studio, shithead? <laughs> <laughs> But I guess NWO is really more for, obviously, the the Nitro days, the WCW days, more yeah. so than the, you know, the WWE days. But regardless, I mean, I, I guess they deserve it. I, hope I mean, not, God dang. I hope to God it's not for the WWE days. They, yeah, they barely even existed in the WWE. They sucked in the WWE days. Um, and they but, sucked yeah. for at least a portion of the WCW days. Yeah, in the latter part when it was like 50 Everybody. different factions. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I was. I wasn't surprised. It was those four. Oh, the the four individuals. Yeah, I thought. It, I thought that was it. I didn't think they'd put like DiBiase or. I didn't think so. I mean, you, Although, you can make arguments for three or four more if you wanted to, but yeah, Jeff Farmer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jeff Farmer should be in there. Who, who, who's not putting his ass in there? That's not fair. That we all just do that as a rib, you know. Just, <laughs> we saw him at WrestleCade. Yes. Like, oh, dude! Congratulations on going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what? No, they announced it. NWO Sting's going to be a part of it. You don't understand. Oh, for real? 
<laughs> it'd be so great if nwo sting was in it. <laughs> it's scott norton been, what even would have been better if it would have been um nwo sting went in before the real sting <laughs> if they would have done that that would have been the best that, that that's a rib that's some funny ass shit right there <laughs> wait God. a minute they should put the fake razor and <laughs> and the fake diesel in. yeah rick bogner and Fucking Glenn, put him. Well, Glenn's gonna go in anyway. Yeah. Not. Damn. Is Sting in? Yeah, Sting's in. I he, went he, in he went in the year that he was at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. Right. When the NWO showed up and fought the other NWO. <laughs> oh was, my God! Yes. It was when the NWO was fighting for the the honor of Sting when they tried to destroy him during the entire yeah. WCW. It was, what? It was the weirdest shit. That was what they lived for. <laughs> and Pac's gonna be in there like with five thousand different groups. Shit, that, that, that's just—I don't know. Well, Flair's gonna be in there at least one more time. I, Evolution's going in, whether you like it or not, and so that means Orton's gonna be in twice. Don't we have to wait on Randy Orton to retire before all that happens, though? Maybe he's the kind of dick that would. Exp- he's like, you want to do it while you're still wrestling? Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. We'll make something out of it. You want to wrestle a Hall of Famer? Let's do it. Well, I mean, I just can't see Morton hanging it up anytime soon. Maybe he will, but yeah. I mean, he's getting up there. He's what early forties? No, he's, I think he started when he was like he, he's the youngest champ because they had to have him be the youngest champion because yeah. Brock left the company. Right. That was the storyline. So let me see how Randall. That K. was Orton. that was like twenty years ago, though, right? Yeah, it was a long time ago. That was for damn. So sure. he's got. So I'd say I, I bet he's like forty. Three. I'll say forty-three. You think he's forty-three? Uh, maybe, maybe uh, forty-two. I'll go forty-two. 42. You're going to be pretty shocked. What? He'll be forty. Oh wow! In April. Damn, he's not even forty. No, he's okay. born in nineteen eighty, bro. Damn. Okay. I did not know Wikipedia that. As a professional wrestler and actor. <laughs> actor. <laughs> that's probably says good. that for Miz too so you know so if i if i just put my phone next to the bed and i jack off and i just film that i'm a porn star now <laughs> yes Is that was right yeah okay good. i'm a porn star <laughs> <laughs> he ain't no actor he acts like he's an actor he acts like he's an actor. Yeah, you know, the saddest thing is he's probably got a Screen Actors Guild card. He's probably got a fucking SAG card. That's probably how he gets his health insurance. That's ah. the saddest thing. You can wrestle your entire life, bump your ass off, get killed, break your coccyx, but if you're in one of their shitty movies or two of their shitty movies, you can probably get a SAG card and get health insurance for the rest of your life. Mm. And he gets well. away with that. Well, there you go. That I mean, I'm probably why Miz has his too. Probably, and that's why CM Punk probably wanted to go ahead, and, you know, be in that stupid Marine sixty or whatever. Or, no, I think he wanted to be in thirteen rounds. They were like, "No, well, you can do it." And then he goes, "No, Triple H. That's when we're going on our European tour." And Triple H goes, "No, it isn't. No, it isn't." And he goes, "I've been on like six of them, so I know you've been on like thirty. And yes, that's when we always do it." And he goes, "Okay, I'll check with him. I'm telling you, that's not when we're on the tour." And of course, the next thing he has to read the press release that. Randy Orton is in 13 rounds or whatever. Right. I still say that. And getting health insurance. Probably. 
Any closing thoughts? Uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, I'm not really sure about this TLC. I hope something big happens because on the surface it doesn't look very exciting. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm, I don't mean to sound you know, no. like Mr. Pessimistic once again. No, but You're it just, being Mr. Realistic, yeah. and if you can't be good, be quick. That's, yeah, and, that's my theory in life. <laughs> hey, I like that. Yep. But I'm looking forward to the NWA one more than WWE this time, this weekend. Be interesting, and I'll be interested to see what kind of a, I don't know if they're going to, they probably won't have to release any buy rate or anything, but I hope they get a good reaction out of it. And I hope they have a good deal. I think they will. I mean, they're, I mean, 20 bucks, man. It's a good deal. For sure. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm rooting for them. And I think, you know, Camille's going to play a big part in that best two out of three falls match. I think something's going to go down with that because of all the whispering going on with James Storm and and then Tim Storm in there. Maybe they're going to be like the Garvins. You know, they're going to make Tim Storm and James Storm like brothers. That's my brother, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Bryant can be followed on the social media, on Instagram and on Twitter, at Bry Sports, B-R-Y Sports. Um, the show itself is at Katie Vick Alive. I am on social media on the Twitter machine, at Britt Whitmire. Um I'm on Instagram at beat up for reels, BDUB number four, R-E-E-L-Z. Thank you for all your support. And you can support us even further by buying your Christmas stuff at our Amazon store. That's katievick.com. It's katievick.com. Does not change the price of the stuff that you're buying. It looks, smells, feels, and tastes like the Amazon that you know and love. But we get a little piece of the action. katievick.com. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.